for groups, uh, been discussing in their small groups, I'll just list them out and then we'll, we'll bounce into them for our conversation today. First one is how do you think our culture presents singleness? Obviously, we're talking from the Bible. <laughs> but it's good to think about um, the other messages that from all sorts of different sources. How does our culture present singleness? So what are your circumstances? What are the current challenges of the path God has for you? So that was sort of taps into, Sophie, what you were saying um, in the message about it's easy to think, oh, the grass is greener, but everyone's got their challenges. So what's that? What's that for you? And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then thirdly, for on that, in what ways do you imagine the grass is greener? How can you bring that to God and find peace in him, which is what it is all about? Let's, should we start big picture in terms of um, culturally, presents how does it present singleness i guess one of the one of the ways i was thinking maybe so if you can speak into this what's the direction of travel is it more is it easier or more acceptable or more enjoyable or even seen as beneficial in terms of being single now compared to previous generations or previous decades or what what's your opinion on that um well i can't remember when airplane came out but there's a scene where like the the uh, hostess is like crying because she's like I'm 27 years old and I'm not married oh uh, yeah yeah and it's just like um, and I think that it's just like that is just like just completely it wouldn't make any sense now because most people if they wanted to get married um, yeah, yeah. you know they still wouldn't do it until they're you know maybe in, in the their 30s, 30s or yeah, even, yeah, yeah. You know, even later the, you know so I think that the stigma in terms of being single mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. definitely cu- culturally um, gone sort of like <coughs> it's, it's become a more reasonable thing um, but at the same time, there is this kind of new sort of wave actually in, in, in thought, I think, in terms of people coming back to being, um, wanting to rebuild family structures. So I was saying to Matt before that we, we there's been a kind of, um, there's been a shift towards like, we don't need families, we don't need those community structures, we can, we will have the freedom, uh, the, the, the benefits of freedom are more than the benefits of family and sort of this idea of going out and doing whatever you want um and i think people are starting to come back and rebel against that actually that the direction of travel is actually that people are starting to Mm. move towards like um what's called like trad like trad wives um you know people actually saying you know actually i do want to stay at home and look after kids and you know and you know sort of choosing to live like that um there have been some interesting people talking about that um Mm. Tim Stanley, the historian, was just saying recently that uh, he's written a book about tradition and how there's this kind of shift towards people coming back to, like, even like non-Christians coming mm-hmm. back, to, to going to church, even though they don't necessarily believe it, because they they crave that sort of sort of uh, traditional structure of mm. living and wider community, which I found really interesting. So I think the wave is going back. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, fifty years ago or something, like. The sort of Western uh, UK cities, sort of society, many people would go to church, or that would be the acceptable thing to go to church. Yeah. And th- within that, you had a community. And then, second half of the 20th century, people moving away from that, we don't need, you yeah. know, a, a nuclear family or church yeah. to define us. We can actually have freedom from that and do our own thing and define it in the way. Yeah. And now you're saying people are coming, people are realizing actually there's we're missing something yeah people's life can be so chaotic and so much freedom there's nothing to stand yeah, on yeah. and actually having some sense of family community connection with yeah. people is and even a routine like of just doing something like on sunday something that's set apart that's yeah, different yeah, yeah. and like um my friend was saying you know that he used to go to mass every sunday morning and he used to always see the same faces at the mass and even though he didn't know them wasn't friends with them necessarily it's like there's a comfort to seeing the same people 
and you know we're so transient we're so um sort of uh, metropolitan especially if you live in a city you're you're used to sort of people coming and going and they're left there for work for a few years and mm. and actually i think we underestimate how how like disrupted that is for mm. it's just not it's not normal it's not the normal way mm. that people have lived for thousands of years so yeah. you know just we're used to seeing the same faces and sort of knowing mm. where we are and i feel like there's kind of a sense that well maybe i'm just you know yeah. This my my guess is that I, th I think there's, there's this feeling culture that the world's spinning really really fast yeah. and we're just kind of like a roundabout we're just kind of you know clinging on and, and I think people are trying to ground their heels in a bit and yeah, just be like yeah, we need a bit of stability we need that and I guess it's with the whole hustle culture that um, was was pretty big pre-pandemic and you you work really hard and you grab really hard and you just give your all to uh, achieving your your fulfillment and your well-being or whatever way you may deem as you thriving um th there wasn't time for relationships so there wasn't time to okay. uh, do it so I, I guess when we say relationships i, I think the, the, there's a different question is it um a non-married non uh child-based relationship self-committed relationship uh, but then we hit, we've hit the pandemic and we suddenly realized man we were running at a crazy fast pace yeah and we need to probably slow down uh and and I don't know, I guess well, well travel and travel allows us to travel again or, or just take things at a much slower pace like lots of stuff being championed about four day a week uh, work uh, and that sort of thing and and I guess um, being having the time to do stuff even investing in relationships mm. is very different now mm. post 2020 yeah. um, than it used to be pre 2020. And yeah. so there's been like a rapid cultural shift, yeah. uh, even in the last few months, mm. and now we're beginning to see the outworking of that. Yeah. Uh, and even as as restrictions have, have been lifted, and as people are encouraged to go back to work and stuff, we suddenly become, oh, wow, I'm so busy again, and yeah. I don't want to go back into that. Work really hard and just devote myself uh, to myself and to doing well in life. Yeah. Now having more space to, I guess, explore relationships. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the um, church. So you were speaking brilliantly, I would like to say, on Sunday. And uh, um, just from, I guess, from what is true, uh, from the Bible, but also from your experience of being single. And let's talk about the church a little bit. Uh, probably in our cultural conversation there, we're, we're probably speaking particularly about younger people. I think, have in mind younger people. Mm. Um, but one of the things that, I guess, the Bible teaches and we sort of believe as Christians is that church is not just somewhere where we go on Sunday but it is a community it is a family and yeah. um, can you speak about that in terms of your experience yeah you know ha has church been a family to you what's that look like what benefits of that or, or maybe there's frustration I'm sure there are as well as of what it could be that's sort of thing could you speak yeah. to that a little bit yeah look, yeah there's so many things I could say I feel like I've done every single uh, point along the spectrum of, of like how that's felt but like I think when you've got quite a big church like Emmanuel, um, it can feel a bit like when you go on a Sunday, it can feel a bit daunting. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're single and you haven't got like the safe person that you can just like cling to all the yeah, time and yeah, just yeah. feel like that. But um, what I've found to be really helpful is that that you can if you if your only interaction with church is going on Sunday, you it's 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 really hard to build community. And so for me, yeah. like I personally found that small groups, yeah. going to small group, yeah. um, serving as well, like just like getting into the into the mix of things, like mm. going on Sunday can be so hard to make those connections, so I think for me that was really, really helpful, mm -hmm. like I think 
prayer is also like really important like for me personally i i think i don't know how long ago it was maybe like seven years but at the, at the time i'd been at the church for a while i came came to go to uni and then i was one of the few that kind of stuck stuck around mm -hmm. and so you've got your friends while at your, your uni and then they go off and then you're kind of like oh well and i just didn't have any friends really and i, was, I remember like praying and praying with my mum about like god give me really like good friends and now it's just almost like i forget that i didn't have friends right. because I've just got I've got so many friends <laughs> I'm so popular <laughs> no but seriously I've, I've just got so many friends now and uh, I just feel like that's really that's really mm -hmm. was an answer to prayer yeah, yeah. and um, but it is it's definitely it's definitely hard and I, I think um, yeah pray, praying into mm. it is good also being being open and vulnerable like God brought me to a place in my life where I was really really like anxious um, and basically my life got harder and harder and harder because what I was dealing with at the time was a, uh, an undiagnosed autism okay. <laughs> and so all these problems are getting worse and worse in my life and God made that happen so mm. that I could actually I, I, it forced me to reach out and ask for help okay. and, I, and the massive change in my life in terms of community um, was telling people that I was struggling yeah. and I wouldn't have done that unless things had gotten so bad that I like, yeah, had to reach yeah, yeah. out and then yeah. after that I realised that how much I was just completely self-sufficient and not letting anyone else help me. And so after that, just mutually, you know, being in community with people in a, in a closer way, um, that is really, I think, one of the things that breaks this, Brilliant. breaks the wall down on that. And that's why COVID has been good in some ways because it has caused people to feel the needs, their needs a bit more and maybe reach out a bit more, see the need for friendship. Yeah. I think it's partly why we're doing this series now as well. Mm. I think it's a timely moment to reassess our relationships re um, restates the value of relationships that whether we are single whether we're married I mean we're gonna later on in the series talk about uh, marriage talk about kids talk about relating to your parents and all the different directions of relationships um, and that and that also partly be comes from the fact that that, that Jesus's church is is a family is, is made uh, like God's been quite intentional and I think we can definitely lose that in an individualistic yeah. society we're all well most of us if, if, um, are instinctively thinking that way in an individualistic way um, but sort of to be pushed down I think you know I mean how, how I want to say this in a positive way mm. rather than negative because um, in a church in a church context it's easy to, it's easy to give the impression that being married is normative yeah. like that is every yeah. you know and the site that i'm in i think actually 50 percent of people are are single yeah and, and so it's actually it's not normative yeah <laughs> just as many yeah. people are single as, as are married couples but it can feel like that and being married can feel like the christian thing to do yeah, yeah, yeah. like we can throw out the verses oh it's good to be single but pe what people hear yeah, is yeah, but yeah, actually yeah, yeah. really let's be honest yeah there's a real tension there because like I, I remember like I think and I feel like this must be the case for most people you grow up in your like teens 20s and you think you just assume that like most people mm -hmm. like your parents you'll grow up and you'll get married mm -hmm. and then and then you kind of just you just assume that'll be the case and you know some you know some people do and some people don't but I remember what was really helpful for me is because I went I went to a small group and it was primarily comprised of like women and some, some, some men actually, a couple of men. Basically everyone in the group was like in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they were pretty much all single. And I remember thinking, 
oh, I shouldn't take for granted that that's just the normal trajectory. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, we, 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 we kind of assume that, oh, that'll just be my story. And then I think, well, actually, these guys are amazing people. They're, like, incredibly godly people, mm. <laughs> physically attractive people or whatever. Mm. And it's just like, and that just hasn't been the story for them. And I think that being aware of that helped me to sort of kind of think, okay, that that is also something that, that might happen. That might mm-hmm. be the case, mm-hmm. might not. Um, but uh, but I think at the same time I, I know I know the preach this week was talking about how you know Christ was the fulfilled man mm-hmm. you know he was single and and you know there are loads of examples of that and like yeah. Paul and everything and that that is true and that's great but you know marriage is incredibly like you know fr- from seeing it you can see the godliness of marriage and mm-hmm. when some when mm-hmm. there is a couple that are more than the sum of their parts because they're together and god's brought them together and they're doing things that they could only do yeah, together yeah. you know there is yeah we're, we're kind of pretty it's difficult messages. isn't it it's like how to hold that intention between yeah. like saying marriage is good and it's a good thing and the bible does commend it like it's commending a good yeah. thing but how can you receive that as yeah, I'm agreeing it's a good thing, but it's also not for me. If you're if, in terms of like, if you're saying, well, but actually, God, God's path for me is single. Johan, you had a question on this as well that you were discussing earlier. Here, let's go back to Genesis, shall so we, we? So going back to Genesis, and um, I'm gonna have some more chicken. We did, it. we did talk about the. Well, I think so. So Joel in his preach talked yeah. about you can't see being single as being incomplete. Um, singleness is complete because Jesus was a single man and he was complete. The most complete the man yeah. and fulfilled uh, fulfilled, with fulfilled with, yeah mm. so there was uh, there was that sense which was yeah great we can agree with that and that sounds lovely and you know I don't have any problem with that but then on the other hand when we read Genesis 1 uh, and 2 and 3 um, God said that it's not good for a man to be alone and so he put Adam to sleep and, and from the side from his rib created Eve mm. and then and then said it was yeah Good or very good. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me if I'm But 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 God did say that in the beginning that it's not good for a man to be alone, and so He provided him a life partner. So how do you hold those two things in tension together? Yeah. Um, well, Jesus being complete and fulfilled, and, and the man, and then Adam being incomplete. So yeah. Or well, not incomplete, but lacking something, and so Jesus sent him yeah. on Well, Christ was a single and fulfilled man, but He yeah. is getting married. Yeah. that's the thing like he is marrying the church like so we're looking at seasons aren't we like um yeah i mean so i suppose that the best of both worlds would be to be in your season of singleness to find that fulfillment in christ uh, sorry in in god the father as christ did to find that fulfillment um but you know if god has it in your plan to to marry and mm. obviously you know just for anyone who's not necessarily doesn't know what I'm talking about I'm talking about the church you know the Bible tells the story that Jesus ultimately is going to marry the church so he mm-hmm. although he, he's not like in a desperate need of like I'm lonely and I need a bride mm. like he's fulfilled but he is going to enter into that marriage mm. so I suppose it's like no matter what life stage you're in like finding your fulfillment first in God that's yeah. the point, and that's what I find really helpful to yeah. me well, that was yeah. so good because I think what you all shared, eh? <laughs> it's the things that you, you, you don't think of, but you're aware of, and then suddenly you start thinking about it. Is all of us will become single one day. I will probably become single one day. Amy, my wife, might become, depends on which of us dies first. Could she might leave you. Highly likely. Wow. But that's the that's the reality. Like, oh man, Sorry, we should be. <laughs> We should. Um, I pray that's not the case. Uh, thank you very much. We, 
we should even as as ma- as married people we need to consider our views on on singleness because yeah. it, god forbid if my when my wife does die um we, i i can't suddenly start walking around thinking um I'm, I'm incomplete or that's it now my life is yeah. on pause or or because i may never get married again it depends yeah. on what stage we are when yeah. um yes. when one of us passes but i, yeah. I guess it's just really important for us to for everybody to really understand like okay when that does happen you know how am i going to continue to thrive and bear fruit for for god and yeah. um and just live in the he is still my savior he's still all the bless all the blessings in the bible are true for me as a single man as it was a married man so i think it's, it's very important for everybody to consider um yeah. being single yeah minds me of uh, i mean john piper's book on marriage is is um let's get it right it's called this momentary marriage a parable of permanence and i guess he's he's drawing out the themes that um that that marriage is temporary you know we're yeah. all going to even if we do get married we'll be married temporarily we're yeah. not going to be married in eternity yeah. you know to to our spouse if we're married now so it's it's a temporary thing but also i guess it's what you were alluding to earlier sophie what marriage speaks of is a greater reality that yeah. is permanent there's the, the 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 unity of christ with his people the yeah. church and so i think yes you know when you're married and we'll, we'll talk about this more when we do that when we get to that that week but um holding it in tension in terms of recognizing it is something that's temporary it's not going to fulfill everything yeah. and that's a very easy thing to say but let's be honest we'll get into it when we talk about this more but it is that that's similar to what you're talking about the grass green you can think okay now i'm married it's going to be e- this is easy or this is like <laughs> you know and actually learning to be married can be, you know is yeah. is is a, is a challenge in itself and um but but recognizing that it does speak of something incredible beyond what we can even imagine the the, the grace of god in, in in terms of jesus being united with his church yeah um can i throw yeah. something else yeah go for it i'm just thinking about this i'm just thinking about people in the church that are same-sex attracted yeah um because i think there is this again i would call it a lie really that the most important thing in life is being sexually fulfilled which yeah, is just yeah. like it again historically it's a really new idea um you know most marriages through history have been like arranged a lot of you know you know a lot of that's still going on now yeah. um and i think this idea that if i don't have sex i it's just like it's like hell on earth and mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. i know that obviously it's difficult like to not to mm-hmm. not be sexually active these medical you know thing um but uh yeah there are challenges that come with that yeah. but if you're in a society that's telling you that's the most important thing all the time mm-hmm. like choosing you know celibacy which is you know what comes with being single as a christian you know um no matter what stage you're in um or whatever orientation you are sexual orientation like i think there's the sense that we we can choose to like reject that mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that the more like that's another grass and screener thing you think oh well if i married i could you know this that and the other and it's just like well number one you know, you don't know what people's, you know, sex lives are, they don't know what the issues mm-hmm, they have. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, number mm-hmm. two, you know, it's just like, it, it I'm sure it's a great thing, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be everything, like mm-hmm, our culture tells mm-hmm, you, it's mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think also, I just wanna, I don't know, I just, I just know so many people 
uh, Christians who are living faithfully for God celibately because they mm. are single, uh, yeah. same-sex attracted. Yeah. And yeah, I just yeah. think they are like my absolute heroes because yeah. they're, they're choosing to follow God mm. and find fulfillment in Him rather than just believe the lie that I have to go out and, yeah. and have sex. Brilliant. And I just yeah, yeah, yeah. add props to them if anyone's listening, yeah, watching, because you are literally my heroes. Yeah. And I think it comes back to the, the call on the whole, the whole church. So are you going to wrap this up in a second? No? Huh? Are you going to wrap it up? Uh, no, no, I was just, I was just going to endorse what you were saying, and I think but the reality that we experience is that He is a God of comfort, and we must be expectant of um, of God to, pro- to provide comfort and, and encouragement and strength. When it's not God is not a philosophy or an idea which you which you read for like a moment of okay, cool, that just helps my thinking process. But no, just believing that because I, I remember when um, when I made the decision pre getting married that and I wasn't going to sleep around anymore. Um, in that in that moment, it just weird and difficult and lonely but experiencing God's God's comfort I remember like a clear healing moment of it's, it's okay if I you know I'm not having sex yeah uh, and and I, and I think you know we must we must seek God and, and ask God for for just the, the deep awareness of his presence and the deep knowledge of his love which mm. um, yeah which is which is very real and so I, I don't think what you're saying is just ideas or, or good thoughts. It's not you can experience this, this God who, yeah, who brings real. comfort. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah and I think, I, think it remi- th- I think this theme and this message, for those of us who are not single, um, I think it just renews the call again to uh, be intentional about our friendship yeah. and about our community and I think the way it has challenged me is to think afresh about how I am as an individual but also as our family are building friendship and community yeah. with, with others because I think part of the part of that thing that you were talking about there Sophie about you know to, to be fulfilled to have a sexual relationship and you, you know you look all the TV programs and the films and everything that's you know that's the goal that's that's the suggested yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the way because everything is wrapped up in that like a romantic relationship whether you want kids whether you want a soulmate whether you want friendship really that is the place yeah. to find it and that that is part of the lie that all those things get chucked together and and part of that is because the church comes from a different place and seeing like no no okay yes sex is something that god has made and has put in a context for blessing but the sense of um, having real deep friendships with people, mm. you know, a, a sense of actually being involved in, in, in family life and, and, you know, friendship and looking after kids and that sort of thing. Yeah. That can be something of a single person's experience in the church yeah. in a way that it can uh, or doesn't often or very rarely happens outside of the church yeah. because there is that. And I think we as a church have a call to keep remembering that and keep being intentional about that awesome. because it, it, it's a truth that God has called us to but that doesn't mean it happens automatically. And yeah. I have to re- reflection from, from my life, am I doing that? Yeah. I think you mentioned small groups, and that's one mm. aspect. You know, I've been in small groups in the past year and just thinking, there is no other context that I would be in that this group of people would be together. Yeah, and, and actually, I've been in that small group concert without my wife, you know. Yeah. That that the, just, is that the elder small group that you're involved? Not elder small group. <laughs> no, this, this is, and we've got, you know, people of different age groups, people of different backgrounds, single people, married people, yeah. you know, with their spouse, without their spouse, that sort of thing. We didn't have kids in the group, but you could have done. <laughs> but that's the thing. But it's just something so wonderful, you know, about the church yeah. that actually our culture doesn't understand because they don't yeah, even yeah. see that. No. And even just going with what you said, like, serve, get stuck in. You know, if, you, if you've got time on your hand, I'm I'm time poor. I'm relationship. I mean, I've got a wife and kids, but I'm time poor. I just don't have time to do stuff. 
yeah. um, is just go and find something that you can get your hands yeah. stuck in and the, the church being on mission is one of the most incredible adventures that you could get called on absolutely and there's just loads of things that you could get stuck into yeah. and not just as, not just Sunday serving but even our care for city stuff like there's the food banks all the the projects and initiatives we are yeah. part of um alpha just just yeah. there's just loads and kids uh, if, if you're single if you're single and you're watching this get involved with kids like kids work or helping friends with kids because otherwise you're not going to learn about kids yeah, like yeah. in the past people learned because they all lived in the community together yeah, with yeah. thousands of kids running around and I didn't understand I didn't want to have kids until I started actually like you know just saying like I was look. I was like, I have all this time on my hands. I'm time rich, actually. <laughs> um, and, and I thought, okay, well, I'll use some of this. And my friend Joe Milligan, yeah, legend, yeah, yeah. had just had baby Toby. Uh, and um, I thought, okay, he's like, all right. He's just he's moving right. away. But he's in a different country. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was just like, okay, I've got time. I'm not interested in kids. But Joe was my friend, so I was like, I'm yeah. going to help her look after this little thing. This little and thing, then yeah. actually like that exposure to actually the value of a child completely mm. changed my mind about yeah, that yeah. which is and I just think if I didn't if I weren't in the church I just wouldn't you know you like, wouldn't I just that. you wouldn't come across that and then I think about people my age and younger it's just like if you don't have a big family and families are getting smaller mm. if you don't have a big family and you're not you're just never going to be around kids and so they seem alien to you they seem like a drain on your money and your time and your and you know they make everything sticky and you're just like wow do I want that but like so sticky it, they, I just they like, make it disgusting they make everything they put sick <laughs> on everything you know um, I've been to your house but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean it's yeah. like and, and I think it's so valuable and now I'm just maybe even talking from a utilitarian perspective um, but just get but, in but even get just get in with the kids you, you came and hung out with me and my son we yeah. went to the park and you were brilliant with him you oh, seemed yeah. to have more energy for him than I did yeah uh, I but him. I think it, I love him though as a dad with two with two daughters, I love it if my daughter spent time with you. I think you're just a fantastic role model. Oh, uh, and and so I don't I don't think single people should feel like oh no, I I don't need to be a parent to really invest in kids. I think being a part of the, a church community yeah. means you get to be a role model to young kids. And I think you could teach my daughter stuff that me and my wife couldn't teach my daughters. Definitely. And I think they may just look at you and be like, "Whoa, she's so cool." Uh, <laughs> and then they, and they won't imitate you, which I think is great. And I'd be I'd be so grateful if that happens. So I think just wanting to underline what you said, like get involved with yeah. with families and with kids, and because you can be a really good role model to to kids and just inspirational to kids. Yeah. What a lovely note. To oh, it's lovely. Should we all hold hands and say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have. Because I can't multitask. So we thank you so much for being with us. It was brilliant, and hopefully you'll join us again for future talks. We've got other fun topics such as oh what your colleagues, your colleagues is coming. Don't say the word correct, but this is I have an Indian accent. Okay, deal with it. I'm a bad cold. It's not colleagues. It's colleagues. Colleagues. How do you say it? Colleagues. 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 Sounds like a rapper. Colleagues. <laughs> DJ Colleagues. DJ Colleagues. Uh, what do we have coming up this Sunday? <laughs> that one. That one. I'll you say Colleagues. Your colleagues. The people that you work with. Yes. Yeah. Um, co-workers. Your co-workers. Why don't you just call me your, co- your co-workers? I don't know. You're the comes to buy I am the comes to buy We had such a smooth ending and now you're derailing it. I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and staying with us. And thank you to Sophie and Carl for being with us. And we look forward to seeing you next Tuesday.